Hey, welcome to The Conversation. This is Andy Mason, and you're listening to authentic conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. And I am driving. Welcome to the truck. Uh, This week, I really want to unpack some of what we talked about last week, which was how to make decisions. It seems everywhere I'm going at the moment, that's just such a, a, a authentic situation that people are kind of unpacking and trying to work out how do we decide. In this context is how do I decide and do that with God, the intersection of faith, family, and business. So one of the decisions I brought out last session or last episode was the decision that we made to move from New Zealand to the USA. Uh, a decade later, I can confirm it was the best decision. It was definitely God. And what I'm going to do is unpack three different stages of that. One is uh, how we heard. Number two was how we confirmed the clarity of where and when and what they looked like. And number three, what happened as a result immediately. Because often we assume that if God tells you to do something, you've got his input on it, his wisdom, his strategy, that it's all going to go smooth sailing. That is just not the case. But he does say, I will always be with you. So I'm going to unpack that process and want to encourage you, if you are walking through any decisions, whether you're at the point of needing to ask and think outside your square, uh, whether you are actually in the process of getting the clarity of what that really means, or whether you've stepped out, you've followed what you sensed was the Lord and, and it hasn't quite gone according to your plan or your thought and you're questioning whether you even heard him, this is going to really help you. Now, we're not going to obviously go into absolute depth in this episode. So if you want more and you want to like have a simple process to help you unpack this and learn and apply this yourself, how do I hear God for practical decisions that you make on a daily basis? I encourage you to jump onto heygodwhatnow.com. There's a course on there that we've designed for you to help you just with that in mind. That said, let's just dive in. So how did I make decisions? Well, a little bit of the context. We were living in New Zealand. Uh, We had established friends, family, community, church, very involved all throughout that. I was working as a relationship manager with a big agricultural bank. And my wife and I had a just a sense that something was changing and not sure what it was. So a new promotion came up in the branch where I was working to be a regional manager. But before I jumped into that, we were talking, you know, is God moving us into some kind of more ministry role? I was already heavily involved with the church in a voluntary capacity, but that was a possibility. Uh, We were part of the succession plan for the church. So I spoke to the senior leader and said, I've got this opportunity coming up at work. It's going to really take me away and I want to commit to that fully. So before I do that, just want to know, is there something changing here? Uh, Would that look like, you know, whether it's a day, a week or more? just so that I can be aware that as I plan this alternative, I am aware of what you're thinking. And he said, there is nothing changing here for three years. That made a very clear, easy decision. It's not that. So I took the promotion and the the bummer was, no sooner had I started this new role, expanded, traveling more, it nothing in it seemed to resonate with what I was looking for or what we sensed. So I was at a bit of an impasse. It didn't make sense. I had this thought, assumption that God was leading us into something different, but I didn't know what it was. I was unsettled. I was restless. My wife sensed the same, but we didn't know where or what it was. We never, ever considered 
leaving our church, leaving the location we were in, or leaving New Zealand as a whole. Uh, I was going backwards and forwards with a buddy, Bryden, to Uganda, where we were just doing some mission community development work. And I was over there at this time in May 2008, and I was talking about this to Bryden. It's not business, it's not church ministry, I'm not sure what it is. And he said, have you thought about asking God about a geographic move? So that outside the box, beyond what I was thinking, beyond the line of limitations that I'd set on myself, forced me to come home and literally wrote down in my journal, God, is our future in this location? Is our future at this church? Uh, Are you leading us somewhere else? Then I carried on my day. Now, here's a real key principle for you. God leads you skillfully. Not just okay, but he is literally the good shepherd. He leads you skillfully. He is an awesome God. Read Psalm 23. He guides me. He leads me. And he's really, really good at it. So I can trust his ability to lead me more than my ability to follow. Just think of sheep. I've worked with sheep. I know how unintelligent or unsmart they are. We are not too different. Each of us, like sheep, have gone astray, but the Lord lovingly leads and guides us. So I can trust Him in the process, even more so when you're leaning in, creating time, setting aside your focus and attention to say, Lord, lead me. I want you to guide me. When I'm praying that, you can be sure that He will do that, and it's going to be okay. So literally, I am going about my day to day. I have a my God life looks like time alone with him in the mornings. And then I was at the time reading my son a Bible story, like a children's Bible story from a four year old version of the Bible. So more pictures than words. And so I didn't expect anything. But he would pick the story and I would read it. And this particular night, two days or so after writing down that question, Ben chooses the story of Abraham. He's never chosen this before. And I am innocently and ignorantly reading to him. And the Lord spoke to Abraham, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house to the land that I would show you. And as I'm reading it, I feel like light bulbs going off on the side of me. I'm shocked, stunned, because I'm sensing the Lord speaking to me out of my children's Bible book. And... I'm like, what do I do with this? It's not enough for me to leave my country, and I don't even know where or when. So I just write it down and then pause. Two days later, we, I'm a worship leader. I, I play guitar, sing, and as part of the worship team. And so two days later, we had a visiting speaker at our church, and I'm sitting goofing around on the front row with Aaron, our bass player, and uh, the speaker gets up and opens up the passage from Joshua 1 verse 2 and it literally says and the Lord spoke to Joshua saying Moses my servant is dead now therefore arise you and this people with you and cross over the Jordan the line of limitations that you've set on yourself into the land of risk and promise I went from being goofing off with my buddy to paying full attention because God was speaking to me that was me a couple of days after that my wife was walking around at home she was on crutches because she'd hurt her ankle or something and she just kind of threw up well lord you've spoken to 
Andy, but Lord, I need to hear also. So what do you want to say to me? Key point in this is I would never believe that God would lead you if he's not also speaking to this, your spouse. So just be patient in that process and just trust him, especially with these decisions that are significant like this. God can speak to both of you. He's really, really capable of speaking. But we have to be patient and loving and kind in the process. So Janine is walking in through the laundry on crutches and just has this thought pop into her head, Jeremiah 3.14. And nobody knows what that says. But remember, the question I wrote down was, is our future in this location? So I come home later, she had, and I said, did God speak? And she said, well, actually, I heard this reference, Jeremiah 3.14. So she sits down in this chair beside the fire, opens up her Bible, and starts to read. And it literally says, I will take you, one from a family, or one from a city, and two from a family, and I will lead you to Zion and set shepherds over you according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And she begins to weep as this is so clear, so profound, so obvious. We asked God if our future is in this location and he said, I've got a future in a different country. And we're gonna leave family who within 15 minutes, family within an hour and a half, community, our city to go to a new location. So that's what we heard, very, very clear, three different scriptures. But the next stage is, okay, so God said, you're going. Well, where and when and how and all these details, that's when I jump into adding wise counselors, adding wisdom, uh, praying through the details. That's when I personally, I was freaking out. So as in like seriously freaking out. I'm thinking, what do I do? How am I going to do all of those different questions? I wasn't trusting God. Now I'd say that back now. I'm sure at the time what I said, I was trusting God. But now I can see, Andy, you didn't even know God compared to what you know now. So uh, I submit what we're thinking, what we're praying through. We go back over those scriptures. Uh, we ask these two questions, God, where and when? And as we reviewed those scriptures, it, it's very clear as now cross over the Jordan. It seemed like it was a not not next year, not the year after that, not in multiple months time, but like literally now. And then we talk to one another. And as we're dialoguing together, we're just saying, where would we go? Uh, Janine, what do you think? I mean, what about this place? She's like, Africa, well, let me know how it works for you. Well, what about Australia? No, where would we? Like, no, there's, there's nothing was resonating. Uh, John 6.63 says, My words are spirit and they are life. So I'm looking for that resonance, that light bulb, that energy released when I know that God is speaking. So we're just processing different places. And Janine says, Well, what about that guy Bill Johnson we'd heard at a conference? There's something about that guy. What about where that, where, somewhere in America? And as she said that, it was like light bulbs and fireworks went off on inside of us. And just as simultaneously, that's it. And so now we had this sense, it's now, and a ministry school started within two months, two and a half months. And you just think about that with four children aged two, four, six, and eight, literally moving across a continent. And secondly, uh, so where and when is this now? And it's to wherever Bethel, Bethel School of Ministry was. So I... That wasn't enough for me. I needed more confirmation. So I literally submitted that to five different friends of mine. 
and I want a couple in particular I didn't tell them anything I said I want you to go away uh, you hear Jesus really well so I want you to ask him what he's saying to us about some significant decisions and come back to us and we'll swap what we're hearing and I remember this lady Lynn uh, she's mature she's so just a quick segue what do I look for in someone who's a wise counselor I look for wrinkles uh, someone that has uh, life I'm not asking an 18 year old about how to make decisions I'm asking someone that's seasoned in life that sees the ups and the downs different life stages and cycles so they've got a healthy perspective not just well I'm 18 and I've conquered the world uh, secondly I'm looking for body scars people that have actually done something they've stepped out taken risks explored they have learned along the way and then thirdly I'm looking for people that have a godly life character I'm looking at the way they live their lives the way that they treat their family because if I see or don't see evidence of godly character I don't want to get godly advice from them so there's just a couple of uh, presumptions uh, for you to go to when you're looking at who do you go to as a wise counselor so Lynn she's definitely fits the bill for this she comes back to us and she says can you tell me what are you hearing and we said no she says well I was praying and I sensed the Lord say of you that you have a government like that's a leadership gifting around your life and that the next stage is going to be sitting under the leadership of somebody like and she mentioned this guy Ulf Ekman in Sweden and she goes but then that'd be a language barrier or Bill Johnson now immediately it's like then we have to tell her well this is the situation and she's hearing right she told us more after that but it confirmed that I then spoke to my senior leader and I was kind of a little bit concerned how's he gonna handle this we're part of the key team uh, part of the leadership is this gonna go well is it not gonna go well it was outstanding he was so encouraging so helpful are so supportive in the process and it literally went straight to the stories of when he himself heard God saying to leave a particular country and go to where he was and that was just ah uh, it was just really really helpful in that process so had that and then continued Brighton a buddy just submitted that to him are we hearing God do you have any hesitation or concern in this and he again confirmed this is God you're gonna do this that was literally five people my I'm sure my parents were part of that process and we walked through that that helped me gain the confidence that yes you are hearing God yes this is a big deal but you got to do this so we've now heard three three scriptures we've had it confirmed with wise counsel we've got details uh, I it wasn't just uh, uh, waiting for God to tell me all the details literally I tested it out uh, took a risk uh, sensed what am I hearing and then I stepped out and and like checked that in saying Lord this is what I think you're saying can you please confirm your word it's always easier to adjust someone who's moving than someone who's sitting still sedentary and doing nothing so just encourage you in that take a risk he's a better leader than you are a follower so trust his leading and guiding he's really really good at it so where are we at? One, we've heard God, these scriptures. Two, uh, we know what it means, and we sense that it was now uh, going to Reading, California. And then the third component is, um, what are we gonna do? Is how are we going to go there, and what is that gonna look like? And if God said go, then surely everything's gonna line up. Well, here's a couple of stories. 
number one, we've got to get a place to go and stay. So four kids, uh, my wife and I, and we're looking at all these rental places in Redding, California, and not a single one wanted to rent to a foreigner. It's very different now, but at the time, it was crazy. And even if we paid 12 months rent in advance, no one wanted to rent to us. And I'm like, God, this seems crazy. Help us. So we thought, well, what we can do is we, let's get a vacation rental for two weeks. And then that will give us time to maybe be in person, in face with somebody. And maybe they need to see us. And once they see us, surely they're going to love us and rent us their house. So we, I, I've confirmed this rental property. It's expensive, but we've got to do it. And I don't know why everything is not working like just an easy dream, like I imagine God would lead us to. So... 10 days out from being on a plane, uh, traveling, what is it, 13 hours flight, plus another flight, plus another flight, plus the layovers, plus all of that, with four kids and 10 suitcases, 10 days before jumping on that plane, I get an email from that vacation rental saying, hey, I'm sorry, sir, but our plumbing has got a problem and we've had to cancel. Now... The one thing that my wife has got me to do, because I'm still working up to the weekend that we leave, because I'm so scared about the finances, the one thing I was responsible to sort out is falling over. I'm going, what do I do now? It's like, this is, this is not fun. And I remember driving to a particular work event. It was about three or four hours away. We were staying overnight. I didn't even have time to do anything about it. I get up the next morning and I say, Lord, I need you to guide my eye. Show me how to find it. I need a place to go and stay with my family. So I looked up on the website and uh, on there was a list of different housing under the School of Ministry. And one of these things catches my eye. And so I reach out as this uh, mum, her name is Dina, and I email Dina and I say, Dina, this is our situation. You've got a, a two bedroom apartment. Is that still available? Well, she responds within 30 minutes saying I'm sorry it's not available but you can come and stay with me I'm like hang on lady so I email back thank you so much but there's six of us well she then responds again and says I know I know my limits I can do two weeks and you are staying with me almost like your mother would speak to you just like who are these people well that turned into three and a half weeks living in Dina's home with her two kids. She's a single mum. It was, she loaned us their vehicle, introduced us to people. It was crazy. My, I was living in a single bed with my son and Janine was in their gym with, their, with, with our three daughters. It was not fun. It was our 10th wedding anniversary where I get to sleep in the same bed as my son. Now, if you're married, you know what I'm talking about. That, that's not the coolest thing to do on your wedding anniversary. But that is what was all happening. And in the middle of that, we just had the sense, but this is God. This is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be here. So in spite of everything on the outside looking crazy, we just had this knowing, this conviction, we're supposed to be here, and we're going to be here for an extended period of time. So we're in the USA. We've heard God. He's clarified. We've got wise counsel. We landed here. It was messy, difficult, challenging. And yet in the middle of that, we sensed the Lord saying, you're here for an extended period of time. Decade later, 
I can now look back and say that was so spot on. God was so faithful, providing everything that he said. It all worked out. He fulfilled every word. The only thing that was missing was my growth and ability of trusting him. So if I did it again, what would I do differently? I would relax and I would enjoy the journey. I would trust in his nature. I don't know any other way to learn to trust God than my stepping out beyond what's comfortable, beyond your line of limitations, beyond the risks that you're comfortable with and learning to trust him as he leads and guides. He's a really good father. He is the good shepherd and you can trust that. So where does that bring us to? Well, I've walked you through. Number one is the hearing. Number two is the wise counsel that clarified that and brought the details. And number three, literally, you've just got to take a risk and step out and trust it and trust his nature is really, really good. So what is it that you're facing right now? Maybe you're in that first stage where it's time for you to ask the question, and God, are you leading me to different geographic location? Maybe that's outside the box, but it's actually taking that time to actually listen. Uh, maybe that's for you. You've got something, but you don't know what it looks like. Add in the wise counsel. Uh, if you're not hearing any details, trust that God leads you, guides you more than you know. So say, well, Lord, this is what I'm thinking it would be. And then I'm asking you to confirm it, edit it, adjust it as I'm moving towards that. And take number three, the simple little steps towards that. Knowing that he says, when you walk through the fire, I'll be with you and you will not be burned. And when you go through the, the rushing water, you will not be drowned. So the promise is regardless of what happens, he is with you and he's going to work it out really really well i'm a witness to that it's my life is a testimony of that he truly is good so go for it hey if you have any questions or comments please don't hesitate to contact us andy at authentic-solutions.com and uh, if this has been helpful for you and you want to go a deeper dive into how do i hear god for practical decisions that i need to make on a daily basis then check out hey god what now there's a course there that will really help you. I encourage you, do it with a friend. Thanks so much, and we'll talk again next week.